the intro. Shut up, Scott. It's the Bad Pipes Podcast. My name's Andrew, and with me is uh, Scott, but he has to shut up. So instead, I'm going to Tom. Tom's also here this week. I'm Tom, stuck say in hi. Pipes. Hey, and welcome the to the Bad Pipes Podcast. I am your host, Scott Kelly, and with me today is Andrew and Tom. I'm a wise tree. <laughs> uh, let's hop into the news. What do we got? Um. Oh man, you didn't you didn't put it in the chat. I can't read where we're at now. <laughs> I didn't do show notes because I'm fucking slumming it today. Fuck it. We'll do uh, it live. All right. So. Was a <clears throat> Rachel Ziegler, PR disaster? Question mark. Um, I've seen some talk. I've seen talk on Twitter. <clears throat> um, I don't so know. Apparently, what a... one of the things I saw though was like someone, <clears throat> somebody was retweeting or like posting a video that she posted to her YouTube of her like talking about, I I don't know, just like acting in general and like being away from family and and just how like the difficulties of it and how hard it is. Um, and, like, people were, like, ripping her in the comments, but then I saw someone did point out that, like, this is a fucking video from, like, last year. Like, it's not even relevant to, like, the whole Snow White shit, because she hadn't even been announced yet. So, in that regard, I feel like there is a side, especially, like, this is some dude I've seen, like, doing some crazy far-right commentary online, so I think there is... <clears throat> In a way, there are some people that I think are just out to get her, um, specifically well, for the comments she's made. Because specifically, I mean, what I was going to bring up was this Newsweek article from uh, I think Monday. What's mm-hmm. three days ago? Monday. Uh, <laughs> August yeah, 14th. Something like that. Uh, yeah, Monday. Rachel Ziegler's Snow White remarks spark backlash after videos resurface. So this is specifically after she had been announced and she talks about how she never saw the movie or she saw the movie once as a kid it scared her um and then she makes like all these kind of like sweeping statements about it like the princess stalking snow white and it's just like someone who doesn't understand something pretending like they do and i think back to when i was like 22 years old and then kind of dumbass shit that i would say and like it just reminds me of that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I would. I did see people talking about it. Um, it, I saw a lot, a lot of different conversations on it because people were saying like, <clears throat> it's a matter of her like claiming she, do, she doesn't like the source material, um, and like getting a lot of backlash for not liking the source material. Um, and then you had, you had, like, people pointing out, like, oh, like, there's, like, a lot of actors who have claimed that before, specifically, like, Robert Pattinson, who was very clear while filming, I believe it was, like, the final Twilight movies that he really wasn't a fan of the Twilight series and didn't like the source material and didn't like, like, acting in these movies. Yeah, but that's understandable. Like, Twilight's not a... Yeah, well, that, that's my thing. Is like, people were just cultural like... cultural touchstone. <laughs> yeah. The same way that, like... Well, pe- people... Someone disagree. Yeah, people... People were just like... disagree. People were just like, yeah, you didn't see him getting the backlash. And I'm like, well, yeah, no, you didn't, because... Well, he also wasn't making statements like, 
all its yeah. dog shit and its trash. And yeah. it, you know, like, he wasn't making the same kinds of statements that she was yeah. about. Well, and again, it's a very different, forward. like, Snow White is a very beloved uh, story from long ago that's, like, a classic Versus like Twilight, which had been around for a couple of years before they decided to like ancient, launch a movie of it. Ancient texts. Yeah. So I think it's a little different in that regard. I don't know. I, I did see like the one interview she did on like the red carpet somewhere with um who is it is it Gal Gadot who's playing the evil stepmother or whatever? Or the, the Yeah. Uh yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's weird because uh Rachel Z like it, Whenever you look at the original story, right, uh, mm -hmm. the evil stepmother is always asking the mirror, like, who's the fairest in the land, you know, and it's like, you, of course, you know. And then eventually and it's like, Snow White. Snow White, like, comes of age, and then it's like, Snow White is, and that's what yeah. sets this all off, you know. Um, yeah. What are you trying to say? That Gal Gadot is way hotter than Rachel <laughs> <Stiegler>. <laughs> Okay, that's all you had to say. No, I, I did see people talking about that. They were just like, yeah, why they cast, like, someone who's just, like, renowned as, like, basically just being a model of an actress. Which I also wasn't aware. And we could talk about this. Uh, one of the things I did this past weekend was watch a lot of The Fast and the Furious. I watched. I watched. Uh, seven of them you're nuts um because i've never seen them before i've, I've only seen like the first three you watch all that but you won't finish kenobi <laughs> no i won't because kenobi's trash <laughs> fast and furious has cars idiot <laughs> yeah that fast and the furious see fast and the furious like dives into being absolutely absurd and and kind of garbage they're just like they just take the absurdity up a notch every movie. So Scott, how many cubic inches is your uh, engine in your car? I have a two point five oh. liter twin turbo, my guy. <laughs> I have a two point five liter. I do like I do like zero to sixty in like five point two, my guy. So uh, drop that down. This is funny because it's like it sounds like I'm pretending to be a car guy, and I don't I don't know anything about cars. <laughs> I don't really either. I just, that, that's how my car was sold to me. But I just like when they go vroom, you know? I wasn't aware, like, Gal Gadot's, like, first movie was, I think it was, like, Fast and Furious 4 or 5 or whichever one she was first in. But, like, that was, like, her, like, first movie she did, from what I could tell. Like, that, like, launched her career. Yeah. She just got done serving in the Israeli army and said, fuck it, I'm going to model and act. Yeah, that's, you know. She, she hopped right into it. Let me uh, let me just fact check myself here. I anyway, think, let's bring I think it, it back was... in. Um, this freaking Newsweek article it brings up a few tweets. I don't know why tweets are news now or like proof of something, but every news article I read will bring up like six tweets, and I'm kind of thinking it's just for like SEO type stuff. Hmm. So, like, here's one person. Rachel Ziegler admitting she didn't like Snow White growing up, saying she only watched it once before getting the role is so sad to me. Out of millions of women who who loved the character and care about the story, and yet this is who we get. It's kind of like, I don't know, a point you brought up earlier, and that as well, 
makes me think of the the witcher stuff where you have people that apparently don't like the story making the story so like what's the what's the point like why wouldn't you get someone that's passionate about it like yeah i always thought that passion was supposed to lead art you know it's like or here's a fucking idea let's make a new fucking story you don't like the story you don't like the source material make a new fucking story instead of remaking everything well new ips in this economy <laughs> For real. check yourself buster well, wasn't it Universal or someone recently was like, we're not going to make a movie that isn't attached to a previously existing IP? I can't remember which studio said that, but they outright said that. Uh, I don't know. Um, man, it's just, it, it really is sad, though. Like, you, you have a role that people would, like, claw their way to get, and... It just sounds like she has no appreciation for it to me. Well, and I'm I'm guessing part of it is like uh, she's like fairly new. Well, I guess she's been in a couple different things. She's fairly new though. She doesn't have like a a, a very large a resume. Uh, her biggest yeah. role before this was in uh, Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. I was going to say, she's been in West Side Story. She was in the new Hunger Games from the, the like, prequel one that came out this year. Um, or is coming out. Uh, is it out yet? I don't, I don't think know it's if, out yet. I don't I know if it launched yet. in, like, November. Yeah, apparently she's in that. And then she was in, like, both Shazams. And then something... So she's she's in, like, some... Is this a, uh, That's weird. Uh, I feel like... Shazam, both of the Shazam movies are like I remember watching them, but I don't remember anything that happens. <laughs> I didn't watch them because I thought they looked like garbage, so like I skipped them. But then you watch Seven Fast and Furious. Shut up. <laughs> Fast and Furious is great. <laughs> listen, Tom. You can listen watch, here, Tom. You can watch like the first. Three. If you're trashing, if you're trashing Fast and Furious, you you're not just trashing. You're not just trashing me. You're trashing my family. The scene. The scene where. In the first one, where what's his face uh, burns out the nitro, and well, actually, he loses the race and he just keeps going because he can't give up his car. That's a cool scene. I like that scene. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I would have done the same thing. No, they, they just get more and more ridiculous, which is great. I mean, the, the last one I watched, they, they jumped a supercar through uh, like three buildings in Abu Dhabi. Like, like, like from the penthouse. Like, like launch this car through the window I just... into the next building through a window out that one and into another building and then you're kind of just like they just walked out of there because they, they never explained how they got all the way down to the ground floor and, and, and escaped that's just kind of frustrating ridiculous. about that franchise looking at it from the outside is like I saw the first one I like the, the first, first one's one. pretty grounded I watch know? the first one on FX every time when it comes on, uh, commercials and everything. I'm like, that's worth it. This is, this is a fun time. But then I see commercials for the newer ones, and I'm like, man, these are like pseudo-Marvel movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, I don't know if you're aware. So this is, it Dude. is Universal's largest franchise by far. It is their cash cow. It has made them, it, it is like they've made what about gross. what about their calvin and hobbs movie or whatever whatever uh, that, that uh, Hob was. hobbs and shaw that yeah. one did all right that was like middle tier um uh, that one's like, the most superhero isn't that where jason I statham and i haven't seen uh, it yet 
The yeah. Rock go off on spy missions together? Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, now, as far as, like, money, it was, like, mid-tier. I haven't seen it yet, so, like, I don't know how, how good it is. I give you my review after I finish the rest of them. Um, but... Because I has, am doing the rest of them. Oh, oh, I'm 100% doing the rest of them. buckle up, Buttercups. It has, it has grossed $7 billion in revenue for Universal. Um, and they have... So, they are ending... They, they have officially announced that they are ending the series. They have two more coming out in the coming years. And then it will be done for good. No more fan. So, I mean, apparently in the last one, I think they like launched a car into space or like we're fighting in space or something. So I'm really curious. To, I mean, I, I'm assuming the finale, they're just going to like uh, end up in another galaxy or something. It's going to be straight up like G.I. Joe or it's Transformers like, War for Cybertron where they're going to be flying cars that have jets. propulsion. It's going to be like a combination of Interstellar where like humans are dying and they have to escape the planet and they're going to find a planet where it's going to be like Transformers where it's just a bunch of cars that turn into you robots. Fast and Furious, Interstellar, and Transformers all in one sentence. You're a summer blockbuster uh, docket. Yeah, so the three biggest saying. movies of the hey, summer. Scott hey. Kelly just regurgitated them for you. That's check, hey, check when Interstellar came it out. Up. See what came out around it. Can you can you hear the cash registers? Can you hear them? Shut shag. Hire me, Universal. I can write this shit for you. All right. Uh, do we have any more to say about Snow White? I um, I did not have a single opinion. Nah, I I'm already writing it off. I mean, I always write off the remakes, but I'm I'm definitely writing it off because of all this controversy, this nonsense with like the oh, shit she's saying in interviews and. Uh, Everything she says sounds more like she's describing a Robin Hood movie than Snow White. Yeah. And I don't get why they wouldn't just make like a fantasy Robin Hood with a woman lead, you know? Like yeah. That might be kind of cool. But just don't say it's Robin Hood. Yeah. Just but also don't else. say it's Snow White, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's pretty, like, you know, you've got your band of merry men or m merry magical creatures. I mean, that's what they keep saying. It's like, oh, it's just, it's like a merry band of magical creatures. And then Snow White becomes the the leader that her father always believed that she could be or something, you know? And you're like, is this Robin Hood? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm just writing it off. I'm, I'm not going to see it. Unless, like, we do decide to, like, do some sort of review of it for the podcast. That's the only way I'll end up seeing it. If it flops, it'll probably be out on Disney soon pretty, uh, Disney Plus pretty soon yeah. afterwards. So, But it's not even coming out until 2024, so that's a while away. Yeah. Hey, while we're on the topic of remakes, the guy um, in my office who I mentioned was saying that the Barbie movie was Maoist propaganda. Um, <laughs> He's at it again. He, he did have enough sense to bring up... I heard him talking to someone about... Um, uh, I think it was Little Mermaid or like one of those movies. And he goes, yeah, not even like the, 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 the Chinese, the Maoist Chinese, like not even do they enjoy a remake. They would rather watch Vin Diesel and, and the crew fly cars into space than watch a damn remake. 
Uh, he, he literally said this and in this, office. And this is your guy you're getting behind? This is why you're watching your Fast and Furious movies? <laughs> he, <laughs> it all connects. It's, it's funny oh, because... Oh, Cooler Dan, at it it's, again. It's He's funny because... I had already started watching them when I heard him say this. And I go, I go, well, you know what? Like, uh, the way you're you're wording this is kind of weird, but I, I get I get the sentiment. I think we had this conversation on stream about like I think internationally it's just recognized that these remakes are absolute shit. May I interject, my good my good friends. I think the Chinese just know good movies when they see them nowadays, and uh, I think we all know schlock when we see it. <laughs> oh, gotta stop. Don't make the joke about squinting. <laughs> oh, man. How do they see it, though? <laughs> wow. I'm kidding. I apologize for the remarks that I've made on the bad budget. Andrew's podcast. canceled for the rest of the episode. Oh, fuck. Well, you, you could have my redacted. <laughs> you get, we, we all get one. Um, what, what else do we have for news? Right, I'll get, I'll get uh, out the Sharpie. So today's Thursday. Next Thursday, Ahsoka episodes one and two come out. Uh, Did you know it was this soon? No. Me neither. I have no plans on watching it. I'm going to watch it. I want to watch it. I'm going to come to you. I'm going to tell you everything I'm angry about. I'm probably, I'm probably going to buy the uh, the two Lego sets that come out. This <laughs> Jason with it. I think they come out September 1st. 20 piece Lego set for $100. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no no problem here. If that's what it is. Yeah. Um Yeah, I probably won't watch it. Did you guys ever watch Rebels? Nope. I heard good things. Cuz I have heard that it's like heavily based off of rebels which i think for a general audience is not a good idea most people aren't going to watch rebels and they're not going to go and watch through like certain episodes of rebels so that they understand this show you know um and legacy fans are going to be confused because they're like oh thrawn is supposed to be fighting like lucan and leia if you've read the Thrawn trilogy and none of that is going to happen. I'm telling yeah. you now. Um, there's also rumors now about Anakin Skywalker's force ghost teaching Ahsoka. It's in the, the I know there's a CGI episode to Anakin. Yikes. Or I don't know. The more like I hear about it, Maybe the more I'm like... Cool. I just don't think that this is going to do well. And I don't think it's going to, like, quote, save Star Wars. No, it's not. But, not I mean, all. they're, like, really fucking betting on this. Because they're making this, and then they're making the movie. And the movie is going to be a continuation of this stuff. So, Bleh. if this is bad, that's going to be bad for the movie. It's, this is bad. It's, it's not looking good. But I'm going to watch episodes one and two, and I'll probably tell you about it. Uh, I'll tell you about it next Thursday. Yeah. Me. And I'm stiff into suspense. And finally, some gaming news that's worth talking about. Baldur's Gate 3, full release. 
Yeah. I just looked. There's currently 533,000 people in game. That's actually the lowest I've seen it. But it's also a Thursday. It'll kick way back up on on the weekend. All the weekend warriors. Um, rise ha- up. How many did you see online? Right now, there's half a million. Okay, so here it says it hit new records with over eight hundred and seventy-five thousand concurrent players, and is yeah. topping the Steam sales charts. Yep. And uh, I know Scott has it. Scott, have you played it yet? I have not. Uh, I bought it. What was it? Uh, it wasn't last two days ago. Two, two days ago, and I got it downloaded. It, it didn't download till late because um, it is like fucking what, like 125 gigs. It is a big game. So um, even even I mean, I w- my download speeds were close to like 250 megabytes, and it still took it still took like a little while to download. A little bit. Well, if you think on average about uh, a minute a gig, yeah. That's still, you know, almost two hours. Although most people have faster, faster internet than that. So. Just saying, you can't, um, game, can't game share. Can't game share for a game you can't you even play yet. What? I've heard. I've heard very, very good things. Boulder's Gate Three is not in my budget right now. Why didn't you buy it like three years ago? That's a great. That's a great question. Why didn't I? Why didn't I buy it when it when it was on that sweet, sweet uh, pre-release early access dollar amount? Yeah, that sounds great. Well, I'll be the first to admit, someone in this podcast has a number of hours in the game. Maybe 86.9 hours. I've seen you've been logging them. That game's fucking good. I've heard good things. I've been playing it solo. I've been playing with a couple other friends. And uh, it's fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to dive into it. Um, I was watching a couple couple different things on it. What do you mean you were watching uh, things on it? Are you spoiling the game for yourself? No, I was just watching, like, the, mostly just, like, character creation and shit. And, like, watching, like, how in-depth the... I, I, I didn't really go any further than character creation or, like, kind of the mechanics of it. Yeah. So, cause, yeah, I don't really want to spoil anything, but... So, I think I had asked you what you were wanting to play. Mm-hmm. Have you decided yet? I mean, it's it really is just like D and D. Like yeah. it, uh, it's it's very clearly running off the the fifth edition system. Um, it's, it's almost one to one. There are some like small differences for yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably just go with my my classic, my favorite character build, which is human bard of the school of. Is it lore? Caster bard. Yeah, Caster Bard. Yeah. I have not played with any bards yet. <clears throat> well, get ready to, because I'm coming in. Let's see. If you play Bard, what would I... I'd probably play a Cleric. Yeah. actually run a, uh, a group that doesn't have Shadowheart in it for once. <laughs> Maybe Monk, I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's probably oh, that's probably what I'll start with because that's I, I generally play a lot of a lot of bard when I actually do play instead of DM in D and D. Yeah, it has been given me. Uh, it's been given me like the want to play D and D though. Oh really? Oh yeah, that's fair. Well, I'll have like, to. I'm playing through this, and like the story's so good that it just makes me think about the last campaign that I was running for you guys. Like you, <laughs> our friend Matt, uh, our friend Jake. That was the Sean. one where we were like, I'm pretty sure that was wasn't that the one where we had an encounter and we were like, it was like us and then some big bad or some some bad dudes crossed the river and they were like shooting at us and we were like, no, we there just was like completely got fucking water. wrecked. Yeah, and you guys fucked up like multiple stealth rolls. And like, oh yeah, we got fucked up. <laughs> fucked up uh, perception rolls. And so you just got full on ambushed. And so it was literally just like a consequence of like the dice. Yeah. Um, that just, you guys just, got the worst possible situation for that. Oh yeah. Just just curious, <laughs> and I haven't really looked into it. Is there like a uh, like a campaign builder mode or anything in Baldur's Gate 3? Like to like run campaigns through it? I don't think so, but also mods. Yeah, that's what I was That'll, thinking. They'll probably come later because I know for Divinity Original Sin 2, I think uh -huh. there was a campaign builder. So, yeah, I remember hearing about that having a campaign campaign builder and I'd be it's crazy to think that they wouldn't add it to Baldur's Gate 3, but at the same time, I guess I could kind of see them not doing that because it could potentially like if people start running people their from the online D and D, yeah, uh, AI DMing stuff that's supposed to be coming out, yeah. yeah. So I I could see that being the whole. I could even see like people trying to come out with mods and shit. Like, yeah. you know, you know how fucking wizards is. They'll shut that shit down quick. They they gotta have every single fucking penny that you're willing to dump into their fucking books and miniatures and all that nonsense yeah so yeah i played a bunch of different classes though in Baldur's gate 3 now so i played like a i think my first character was like a wood elf berserker barbarian that was fun <laughs> um my current character is a drow oathbreaker paladin that's been pretty fun uh what else have i played I think I was playing a warlock in one game, which is also just nice. They've got like, whenever I was originally playing it in early access, they only had Pact of the Chains. So it was like you summon your familiar and you cast spells, you know, and like that's boring. But now they pretty much got like uh, all the goofy stuff you can do on tabletop with warlocks they've got in the game now. And it's, uh, yeah, I've been enjoying it for sure. I think I have pretty much played through the first two acts, done just about everything I can in them. Uh, I have not done them multiple times to do them differently because, again, you can... It's like D&D &D where there's like multiple ways to go at something, so... Um, <laughs> in doing that with all... Like, just the few characters i played already has been pretty fun um i highly recommend it man like people are saying that this is potentially game of the year and it's hard to disagree 
it's got a yep. higher Metacritic score right now than the Zelda game that came out, and everyone was really liking that and saying that that one was probably going to be game of the year before this one came out. Now oh, this yes. is out. Everyone's like, "Oh, this is healing the game industry." There's no microtransactions. They they <laughs> took like th- a three year development cycle and they used player feedback to improve the game. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm. I really hope Boulder's Gate takes it because maybe an unpopular opinion. I'm not a big fan of. I was not a fan of Breath of the Wild. Um, I thought it was a fine game. It was fun to play through one time and then it just like it it felt empty after that i was like okay i really didn't touch it again and this one i've heard is a little bit better but i'm just like okay i asked some friends who bought it and i was like if what is i the one? it's like tears of the something Te- tears of the kingdom tears of the talk kingdom. yeah it i i asked friends i was like hey if i had breath of the wild and i thought it was just okay and like played through it, but then got bored of it. Do you think I should get Tears of the Kingdom? They were just like, probably not. That's the very, same same argument Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time. Yeah, if you don't it, like Ocarina of Time, don't play Majora's Mask. Yeah, but I'm like, I mean, people kind of were just like, it's it's kind of the same game, just with more content added to it. Like even like the maps very much the same. I, I don't know. I, I can't speak too much on it, but I, I don't know. Those games just kind of bore me. So, was this a sequel to the last one? Yes. Yeah. Tears of the Kingdom is a direct sequel to Breath of the Wild. And that's kind of unusual for Zelda games, right? Because aren't they usually... Yeah, they're kind of broken... Like reincarnations <laughs> of the hero or whatever. Again, yeah. the parallels between Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. Yeah, I think, yeah, I was going to say, Majora's Mask is like a direct sequel to Ocarina. Both um, on the same system. Yeah, but then but then you get into I, I remember watching this, like a YouTube video on it explaining the timelines of of the Legend of Zelda and how there's like two separate timelines like two God, separate dude that's like Gundam yeah. there's like a uh, Universal Century or whatever and then there's like mm-hmm. they got the wacky shit that happens on the side and you're like yeah what <laughs> yeah I don't know what's going on someone hold my hand please. <laughs> Yeah, Zelda's timelines timelines are pretty wacky. I don't really like them. Yeah, they were well. You could tell that it was created after all the games were made, and they were like, "Ah, oh, well, it has to make sense somehow." Quick, we put everything kind of here. We had it planned from the beginning. No, you did. You just aligned yeah. it into something that makes sense. But I believe it has like three separate trees where like Link Link fails, Link wins, and then like I think someone else wins the zelda timeline's super convoluted yeah i mean i think the last one i played would have been the game boy advance version of the was it a link to the past or something like that uh for which one Game Boy Advance had a, a remake of, I think it's A Link to the Past, which was like, uh, it might be that that. I'll I'll say A Link to the Past is probably my all time favorite Zelda game. Cause that um, came out on what Super Nintendo? Su- Super Nintendo, yeah, Super Nintendo. I played yeah. the shit out of that. I'm I still sure I, I still have my original copy of it. Um, love that game. But yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. I haven't played a Zelda since then. I'm, I'm not a big Nintendo guy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like some Nintendo. I, I'm not... I know there's, like, super big fanboys of everything they do. I'm not one of them. Yeah. What were but, the little fucking figures you could get for Super amiibos? Smash Brothers? Amiibos. I remember Jake had a bunch of those. And I was like, do you even play? And he's like... Yeah, sometimes. I had, uh, I had a, ago, though. I had a bunch of them, and then it was really fun because, like, so like I had the the Wii U when it first came out when I was living in Tallahassee, and I had some friends who were like really good at Smash. So, like, I'd have them play the Amiibos, and like the Amiibos learn through like playing against people. So like they'll learn like yeah, the, I like, remember tactics or whatever. Little Amiibo. Camp, yeah. Uh, tournaments or whatever yeah i did something similar where i had like some of my friends who were like really good at smash because like i'm not that great they they played against my amiibos and i trained them up and then we'd have like small like gatherings of friends come over and i'd like yeah let's play some smash and then like put my amiibos up against them and just watch them get fucking destroyed amiibo gambling is better than cpu gambling that's fair I'll, i'll agree on that cpu gambling's still fun though just put the level yeah. nine foxes up against each other. That's a melee, at least. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well. No, I'm ready to talk about some uh, escaping. Yeah, I'm fucking Ooh. ready. We all would like to escape sometimes, you know. Yeah. So being the being the only one here who watched this through for the first time. I would just like to say I, I I did I did double feature them. I watched them directly back to back. Oh yeah, I did. I, I would just like to say <laughs> I think it's insane. I think it's insane, like how unserious Escape from New York takes itself versus Escape from LA. The first you felt <laughs> like the first one was less serious than the second one. No, I'm obviously kidding. Because okay. um, I was gonna say. <laughs> on this, I think in my second watch of this in a number of years, um, <laughs> Escape from New York doesn't take itself as seriously as I remembered it taking. Um, I felt like it, ta- like, if, here's my thing is like, I was watching it as like a, hey, this is a, what is it? It's an 80s movie, right? It's 80s. It, it feels like a John Carpenter parody of an, of an action movie. Yeah, I, I was going to say, it definitely just like, it feels like it's like running on the tropes of like, an 80 an 80s action movie but i felt like and maybe it's just because i'm comparing the two i felt like escape from new york did felt feel uh, felt somewhat serious on the first watch through um it was like a little ridiculous some of the stuff like just being like yeah we're injecting you with these fucking nanobots and you're that'll explode in your fucking neck and blow your head off if you don't rescue the president within 22 hours and see okay. that's all i think that's... it is it's just like a run-on sentence of just yeah. ideas just being regurgitated also it's not blow your head off it's it'll pop your, your pop your arteries uh, yeah yeah were you listening to lee van cleef at all no i, I did because yeah he was like he was like yeah, oh, yeah. The, these... oh, amazing cast though i will say that oh yeah uh, that's actually so... the that would be like the ring-a-ding-ding Heavy heavyweight battle is Escape from New York's cast versus Escape from LA's. Yeah, because Escape from LA's isn't bad. Do you know what I never real? So, you guys have obviously seen the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, right? Yeah, yeah. 
I was so I watched this and I go, why the fuck does this guy, Snake Plissken, remind me of Hostel Gatto? Apparently, the creator of the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy based Hostel Gatto off of a combination of Snake Plissken and Ash Williams from Evil Dead. <laughs> that he, it's literally written that he based Hostel Gatto off of a combination of those two characters. Which is funny because you know who plays the plastic surgeon, the Surgeon General in Escape from L.A., right? No, I didn't even. I did That's not. Bruce Campbell who plays Ash, Ash from yeah. Evil Dead. I, I love that. Yeah, I, I was not aware of that, but that's that's pretty funny. Also, great. the namesake of my dog, Ash. Is it really? Yeah, Shelby would heartily disagree, but that's absolutely uh, that. She was named I, after Bruce Campbell. I love that. Um, yes. And then I was also not aware. So apparently, um, uh, Hideo Kojima based i mean it's literally the fucking name solid snake i, I mean off of i mean snake plissken. Of snake. come on yeah um they even apparently i was reading a story they, they even tried to get kurt russell to, to voice, voice no nah, not not voice snake but voice um who's like the one that they took his like they basically like took dna from some like villain and like created uh, okay, snake so, from him so we're if if we are doing zelda we're not doing metal gear either we're not <laughs> <laughs> no yeah metal metal gear oh, we're, we're, we're not we're not allowing other insane. ones i watched yeah. like an hour and a half video where some guy was just like talking about the characters and how they're related and i was like this is too much for me i can't play these games oh i and love I'm, them one one day i will play them i, I have not so good. i remember like growing up my dad played through like all of them i've never touched them my brother always held them in such high esteem and i didn't get in to them until uh, Metal Gear Solid 5, but yeah, there's some really good games. Riveting but, social commentary in those games, though. I I just appreciate that Snake Plissken was such a pivotal character to media that like he inspired Dude. <laughs> so many of these like like these characters that are just like your stereotypical fucking 80s action hero. Yeah, well, he he made like the smoker the smoker voice cool. He's oh, fucking yeah. iconic, right? Like the eye patch, the leather jacket, mm -hmm. the boots, like everything about him is like, you're not going to forget this character. Yeah. Do, do you want to hear so, so my other notes on this? Sure. Um, one thing I love is, so both movies are just like, here's this fucking... Here's so so not getting into the differences first. It's just like here's this fucking island that's fucking got a wall. The U.S. police force guards almost it. line for line. Yeah, our our boy Snake has just been arrested, and we are now. Um, he he, he just showed up, but he just he showed up just in time because we got a crisis on our hands and we got to send him in. And he's not gonna agree to do it unless we raise the stakes and inject him with some shit that. He's going to die if he doesn't accomplish this mission. So we're sending him in to get the job done. I, I just I just appreciate it. It's literally like... We're pulling both, you out of retirement. One the beginning, last job. The, the beginning of both movies are ex like exactly the same. Yep. It's just like, yep, we got our boy. Let's send him in. And like everyone knows who he is. He's Herb, so Herb, Herb, heard you almost died in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. Herb, I it really shook you up in Cleveland. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? What happened in Cleveland? Where's the skateboard like, Cleveland? One of my one of my biggest things is like after watching these, 
They were so far ahead of their time. I want them to do either a remake or just give us a new one. Just give us the Cleveland. Give give us Cleveland. Make one that's like what what, what happened in Cleveland? So I mean, Kurt Russell's looking pretty old now. I think I it would make would've... sense to just do a continuation from it, but yes. I don't know that's how they that's would, fair. based on yes. how they end Escape in LA. <laughs> yeah. I mean, based on how they, they end Escape from New York perfectly. <laughs> they didn't need to make a sequel. <laughs> but Man literally did. shuts off the world and walks away. <laughs> well, I mean, Escape from uh, New York, right, is... He basically like lets the world burn, right? Oh, and I, I love, I love how he gave him a chance. Like when he turns and uh, what, what does he say? Like, because because he a lot of like people died. To yeah, and the president and the president didn't care as he was as he was getting a shave. Yeah, yeah. He was he was totally giving him a chance to like say convince him to give him the tape because yeah. he doesn't rip up the tape until he's walking away. Yeah. I, I did. I did catch that. I mean, not to say that that's it's poetry, right? I'm, I'm think. I'm thinking now. Escape from L.A. is really just a prequel to Twisted Metal. Well, what's funny is watching this. I was like, man, this feels like if John Carpenter made Mad Max meets the Warriors. Oh uh, yeah, it it has that like um, gang, like. Yeah, it's got like that very strong like gang identity kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every corner you're in this zone. You're in the baseball zone. Yeah. Because they're oh in the baseball God. stadium. You should watch The Warriors at some point. That movie I love is The so Warriors. Fucking ridiculous. I love that. That is another movie that should be redone properly. It's a rel- You couldn't. You could not make well, a movie with the same tone today. Well, he, like, here it would be awesome. It would be awesome if you fucking could hear this. Tom Lin Manuel Miranda is doing a The Warriors Broadway show. I disregarded it the first time. I'll disregard it the second time. <laughs> <laughs> Not listening to that. Uh, even though I, sh- be I should rapping, be rapping, dude. It's Lin Manuel Miranda. It's gonna be awesome. Okay, the famous it's rapist. Be, it's gonna be so amazing. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> he's, he's he's great. Rapist extraordinaire, <laughs> Lin Manuel Miranda. Hamilton was great. <laughs> I love Hamilton. Uh, I haven't seen okay. it. I got a question here. Who's the better character? Snake Plissken versus Mad Max versus Kevin Costner, the Mariner. I'm so glad you 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 lumped them all together. Um, I could tell you who the bottom one is. You know what? Let's do fuck Mary Kill. Uh, you kill the Mariner. Uh, you fuck Snake. You marry Mad Max. Actually, that's way too easy. <laughs> Damn, that's true. It, I feel like you definitely end up dead in that situation, though. You've married Mad Max. You you now you have his. Oh yeah, you're doomed. Died. Yeah, you're doomed. Yeah. But at least you got Max. Like at least he's gonna be like fighting the whole time to keep you alive. You know. Here's something that I I didn't think about or catch until I was watching Escape from L.A. The implication that the snake's tail is his donger. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, you know what? I didn't realize that until you just said it. Because I did. Good. No, I was just gonna say I, I did notice like the snake on his stomach. I was like, ah, cool Got tat. This, like uh, prison tattoo. It really, like, it really didn't occur to me like how far down the snake goes and the fact that yeah, the, the, the snake's tail is literally just his, <laughs> yeah, just his 
It's implied that it's his donger. <laughs> I, you know what? Which is such a like cheesy, it. hammy detail, but it like it makes the world feel more real. Like you've got this character that's like a perfect badass, and then you're like, what would the perfect badass tattoo be? Yep. And then you're like, yeah, that. <laughs> well, Snake Plissken has a fucking cobra on his tummy that goes down to his wiener and that's the tail that's so it. funny approved because i was thinking of the the kevin costner gets uh gets a stomach wound no problem snake plissken gets uh an arrow in the leg limps for the rest of the I, I was gonna say he still skates from new york so i mean overcomes yeah. it all yeah. but the whole time Dude. he's hobbling, you're like, "How we got and 40 you know more I minutes of him hobbling around?" And he hobbles <laughs> is the that whole they 40 hit, minutes. They hit the same beats in L.A. Like L.A. is a oh, party yeah. of <laughs> New York. Like he gets shot in the leg, and then you're like, "Oh my god, they're doing it." Yep. <laughs> yeah. There's no way they're gonna make him hobble for another 40. Oh, that, there he goes. Um, no, I I did a pre like so uh, Escape from New York. I was like, you know, solid movie. It didn't. It wasn't too silly, you know. Some of the stuff was a little at like the chandeliers on the front of the fucking Duke's car. Oh, that's what I was gonna bring up. It was like the cars do kind of in that Mad Max way, kind of feel like characters, like the yeah. the Duke's car with the chandeliers the taxi. on it, the taxi. Yeah. yeah. The well, even as I say, even the even the taxi driver was like, "Yep, been with this car for like what fucking twenty years." Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I, I I appreciate it. There wasn't like too much wild, and then I got into Escape from L.A. Yeah, oh, and it dude. it immediately started out with fucking hey oh, the. Pr let me go back yeah. to New York real quick because uh, the yeah. opening sequence I actually thought was really interesting. You have all of this leftward movement across the screen, right? So like the police helicopters are moving left, the camera is panning from left to right. Um, that police helicopters are moving left to right, cameras panning left to right, all of this left to right movement. And the first time you see something move from right to left is Snake getting out of the the police vehicle. Uh, so yeah. it's literally like in motion, like showing you this is a guy who is counterculture, right? So like you have this police state and this is a guy that stands against it, you know? And I was yeah. like, man, that is such that's such good framing for like the entry of like the introduction of a character like that. Um, yeah, I just I, I really love the opening of New York. Um, I don't think yeah. L.A. has as strong of an opening, but no, um, they're also very 90s. <laughs> yeah, well, they were they were just like explaining they were, like they go through the intro to escape from LA. And I'm like, honestly, a little too on the nose for our, for our, our political climate and how it's been as of, as of late, because they're like, yeah, the, they have this president and he basically just said like Hollywood's evil. And there's going to be an earthquake that separates it from the States and turns it into an Island. And sure enough, that fucking happened. And they just wall it off and they basically ship all the, the sinners, the immigrants and the, the like Muslims there. The undesirables. Um, the undesirables. Say. And and I'm just like, damn, they they were way ahead of their time with this. Well, the president is meant to be a parody of uh that that freaking preacher dude. What the hell is his name? 
Oh, oh uh, the cult leader? Talking about the cult leader? Or? No, he was like a TV preacher guy. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, he did he die recently? Charles Stanley? Benny Hinn. Benny Hinn. Benny Hinn. He was like a renowned Protestant. Uh, renowned. Uh, is probably the wrong word for him. Um, uh, infamous. Uh, infamous. Good one. Uh, anytime I think of him, I'm going to post a little video for you guys here. Uh, that That's the video that I always think of. Uh, oh, no. Cause he's like one of those guys. I mean, it was he was the kind of guy that was just like scamming good people out of their money, right? Like good, oh, well many people out of their you money. You mean like you mean like the majority of EV preachers? Yeah, like one of those. The Lord says I need a private jet, you know? And Freaking you're like what? Joel Osteen. <laughs> Wasn't it Joel? Oh, Joel. Yeah, Joel Osteen was the the one in Houston, Texas, who like. I can't remember. He he got in hot water with the when Hurricane Harvey came through, and he like, I, I think he wasn't opening the church as like a shelter. Did something I can't remember. Yeah, he all was, I know he is he's like controversy. a controversy preacher. That's all I know. Yeah, about yeah. Um, but yeah, making the president this like Protestant uh, ding dong, you know, kind of funny to me. Yeah. So yeah, I just thought so they, they they started with that and I was like, okay. Not not too crazy like, you know, not not crazy like like too too out there for me. And then you have the fucking I think the first moment where I was like, okay, was him just like trying to shoot these hologram people. And I'm just like that's kind of nonsense. And then he got in the sub and you have the whole scene, the whole underwater scene with him in the sub. And I was like, damn, oh, yeah. that's some good fucking Dude. CGI. <laughs> they were like, they were like, we know CGI doesn't look good. So we're just going to be like, ham it up basically. Yeah. <laughs> How are we going to ham it up boss? Turn the lights uh, down low. I, I was like, not even, not even like uh, the, the one thing that like, I was just like, Everything was fine. With How like does whole... a 1981 glider look better than a 1996? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. The the sub scene, I was like, you know what? Fine. Like it's it's old movie with like CGI. The one uh -oh. thing that was jarring to me was for some reason the, like the actual like him standing next to the sub and like the door. Yep. Yep. And I'm just like, you couldn't use practical effects. You couldn't. You couldn't just do practical. No, that motorized door. That motorized door would have blown the fucking budget off. Yeah, Making like... a physical sub cockpit and like, motorized you door. You couldn't just. You couldn't just like. You know, you have to motorize it. Just like have some dude inside, like inside, like this. Listen, they literally had Kurt on a bike. It just they sounds to me like you don't get the joke. Green, with a green blanket over. Uh, no, because you know what? From that moment, I was like, all bets are off. This is going to be ridiculous. And sure enough, <laughs> I'm glad. See, because that's that's sort of like the red herring. That's like the watch out because the, the real one where you have to dive in as, as soon as you rise the fucking tidal wave. They're like, if you aren't if you aren't all in no, it, no, turn the it moment, off. The moment I laughed out loud and I go, "This is the most ridiculous fucking movie." Was he gets captured and they put him in a fucking basketball court and go play ball for your fucking life? 
that was the moment I was like shot clock. Yeah, but like, uh, what? Uh, why? Why? This that's is the most ridiculous it, thing. That's how they do it on the West Coast. They're like slow mo shooting. Kurt Russell running back and forth between these hoops, just shooting, and then doing a full court shot right at the end. I was like, yeah. are, are we? Are we just watching like an action Gun. movie? Just like Top Gun. Everyone like, loved it in Top Gun. <laughs> I was like, is this an action movie or are we watching a sports movie now? Like, do, we, do we just hop genres? And then, yeah, sure enough, he escapes. He gets washed down. He meets up with the surfer dude. And he's just like, take this board. We got to ride the tidal wave. <laughs> and I, was like, I was like, this is absolutely fucking ridiculous. This dude, is the it's big fucking, one. I was going to say, it's, it's fucking Peter Fonda, man. God. And then, like, he, yeah, he's just like, he just straight up fucking surfs this shit, hops from the fucking tidal wave onto the car. With fucking Steve Buscemi in it. Also, I was gonna say the Battle of Cabbies. Who's better? <laughs> <laughs> True. Map to the Stars, Eddie or Cabby? God. And then, and then the fucking hang gliders—they're just hang gliding. Well, don't ignore in. the question: Who's better, Cabby or freaking Map to the Stars, Eddie? Uh, I'm taking Cabby. I'm sorry. He was loyal. Dude. Yeah, Somewhat. I did feel kind of bad when when he dies at the in the end. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. when when he just gets at poor Whiplash in the passenger seat, and Snake's like, "Hey man, you all right? Oh, 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 you're fucked." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, just I leaves them. Like, there's all these like burned out, destroyed cars, and then they hit a freaking mine, and it just <laughs> it, it just, just cuts it half. The cab down oh, the middle. That, lucky, that was lucky, probably, lucky, lucky, that lucky. Was, that was probably the most ridiculous fucking part of. Not of, to mention, the there's only York. there's only two mines on the whole bridge, and yeah. thank God the one cut the car directly half and that the smartest man in the whole prison got it wrong i mean that absolutely is like some john carpenterism in there oh yeah for sure i'm just like did the duke not just think like oh yeah like why don't we just have literally everyone storm this bridge like yeah maybe some will set off the mines but there's oh, so many of us classic x-men three quote right there we can make it and chess the palms go fast <laughs> the pawns go fast. But yeah, back to the ridiculousness that was escape from from L.A. Yes, they then hop on the hang gliders with all oh, yes. with with all of. Uh, so, uh, you know, why are you you're doing like a recap of the movie, but you've completely skipped like the first half of the movie. <laughs> I'm just going through the the most ridiculous parts that you I thought that were the Bruce most ridiculous. Bruce Campbell as the Surgeon General in Malibu, oh, you, you know what? Like that... Replacing everyone's uh, fucked up body parts that... with like pieces that they pull off, like literally doing the scav thing, but instead yeah. of like, oh, we eat you or we take your gear, it's like, no, we use yeah. your good body parts to replace our bad uh, body parts. You know what? That that is fair. I did forget about that part, Detail which time. which is. Also completely ridiculous, but I I I, I kind of love that because I'm you like this is sad? this that is clearly nurse, a commentary. The one like, nurse looks like a lot of the girls on those Netflix dating shows. <laughs> that's what's sad. That's yeah yeah. Um, I I just thought it was funny because it, it's very clearly a commentary on like Hollywood, even back in the day. Yeah, from '95. Yeah. Like, but yeah, you were getting to the, the, uh, oh the yeah. Gliders. Well, first of gliders. all, what do you think of Carjack as a character? Can we, can we talk about how ridiculous 
you you literally just name your villain Cuervo Jones. Cuervo Jones. It's old Cuervo Jones, man. He's like Pancho Villa. Except he's Cuervo Jones. Cuervo Jones. And he looks like uh what's his name? Fidel Castro? Or no, it's um he looks no, like uh Castro uh Che Che Guevara. Che Guevara. Yeah. Um, uh, Carjack. Carjack. I, you know, yeah, I liked Carjack. I like Carjack. Carjack was a good character. I, I am still curious about what went down in, in Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> I love the, uh, still packing a, what the fuck did he say? Still packing a gun in your trousers or under your skirt or something like that i, I think he called it i think he, i think he called it his gun i think he was like still packing my gun i don't know yeah i can't remember trans character yeah ahead, ahead of their time ahead of their time yeah and like not an obnoxious disagreeable character like a character that feels like they fit in the world and is good. Yeah. And then they <laughs> they go out in a fireball. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I feel like all of the names in Escape from LA are better in that like campy action movie kind of way. Like Cuervo Jones, uh Carjack. Uh, the president's daughter being named Utopia and his wife being Eve. Well, um, yeah. Matt with the stars, Eddie. Uh, I don't know if they ever say his actual name, but General, uh, Surgeon General of Malibu or whatever. Like, they're just fun. Like, the movie's just fun. Yeah. I love it. Um,. It was it was quite quite ridiculous, but good times all around. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they they hang glide, they hang glide into, they hang glide over the celebrating crowd of of rebels who are firing their guns into the air, and they go, "Hey, it'd be a great idea if we just hang glide in." <laughs> um. I like so the love that. one scene too of the guy who doesn't have a gun. He just has a machete, so he's like waving his machete around. Oh uh, yeah, he's, he's doing fun. like moves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great. It's just like, wouldn't it suck to be the extra who doesn't get a gun that fires blanks? You just get a big knife. <laughs> it wasn't in the budget. What am I gonna have here? Hold this. Hold this big knife. What do I do with it? Uh, just wave it around. <laughs> You'll know what to do. Also, some skinhead Nazis die in this movie. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Always a sign of a good movie. Um, <laughs> uh, the ending is interesting because it's like a more complete ending right like uh 
the first one ends with like oh he's just the man who's gonna like watch the world burn because yeah. like, they don't learn from their mistakes basically uh and that is like a holocaust by war you know whereas in this one it's like nope we're gonna shut it all down boom yeah this this was very final where they were just like yep he just fucking emp the whole world yeah Good stuff. I like it. I approve. This is fun. This is uh They they were they were very fun, entertaining movies. So uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely give them that. Like I get why they wouldn't have broad appeal, but I definitely get them fitting into the like John Carpenter uh Oh shoot, what's the term? Like cult cult classic yeah. kind of thing yeah i i think if you just like watching movies you'll like these movies if, but if you're someone who only watches what comes out as it comes out because it's something to talk about or you can't movies don't hold your attention well enough then maybe skip them but like if you like watching movies you all, you almost have you i think you would have to watch escape from new york yeah but but I also want to say it's so like I watched these two movies yesterday. Yeah. It would it would be part of my John Carpenter sampler probably. Yeah, I I watched these two movies yesterday. This is after watching the first six Fast and the Furious movies. I know what a palate cleanser. So so really, <laughs> I I was already in this realm of like, yeah, these are these are ridiculous action movies. Uh, Dude, Escape I, I from mean, New York was probably Citizen Kane. I, I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> really, yeah, really. When you look at it, like, like maybe not, maybe not like the first two or three Tom Fast and the Furious hurt movies. You. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the first, the first two or three are pretty, pretty normal car movies for Fasters. Then, then like they hit four, and they're just like, let's fucking take it up <laughs> a notch. Stop defending them, Tom. Which ex girlfriend forced you to watch the Fast and Furious movies? None of them. None of them. Just, just having a laugh. Listen, yeah. I'm, I'm. One of these days for the podcast, I'm saying we got to do Fast and the Furious just for the memes. Uh, listen to him. Listen to him, bro. Uh, uh, <laughs> you can't make me. They're so ridiculous. They're like comical because of how like there's there's so many moments where I'm just watching. I'm just like, this is laughable. Uh, Escape from New York, Escape from L.A., much better ridiculous action movies. Which one did you like more? Fuck. What that's one tough. did you like more? That that's really tough because they're they they're they're very much the same, but they're so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> it's almost like you have to put on a different pair of glasses for Escape from L.A. Yeah, and and if you don't, you're fucked. Like if you uh, no, really, it, if you really think you're getting the same quality from Escape from New York, you're not going to get it. You're going to be mad. But as soon as you just, it was, it was just very adjust jar- your angle, and you're like, oh, it's a fucking joke. It, it was very jarring going back to back. Yeah, um, I, I'm going to say Escape from New York. I like better because it just feels so. It feels like it's such a classic movie that like you could probably revisit and like. Just every time have a good time, whereas like Escape from LA is so over the top ridiculous, there's gonna be some times where you're just like, I just can't I can't I can't do it right now. Escape from LA is if you like John Carpenter. Yeah. 
I'd say I, Escape I, from I New York. I absolutely agree with that. Escape from New York is like, uh, oh, you should really give John Carpenter a fair shake here. Watch Halloween, The Thing, Escape from New York, and like, uh, I'll throw in one more Kurt Russell movie in there. I don't know. What, I don't know which. Probably yeah. not Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Oh man. Listen, I would, but. No, Big Trouble I get, in Little China is I just, my favorite love, Kurt Russell movie. I love Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> so it's oh favorite. man, that's your favorite Kurt Russell movie? It's my I'm, I misspoke. John Carpenter movie specifically. It's probably oh, okay. up there with my favorite Kurt Russell. I was movie gonna say, sure. man, like it's it's hard to put a thumb on which Kurt Russell movie is my favorite because like Tombstone, which came out two years before Escape Listen, from L.A., he's, very good. Uh, oh fuck the the Portal one. What the fuck is uh, Stargate? Stargate yeah, is yeah, a very Stargate's fun good. movie. Um, I remember there there were moments in Stargate as a kid that like truly fucking scared me. I've I've always wanted to revisit Stargate. Stargate was always the one that I thought it was too convoluted. Like I just thought it was um, it was the Star Trek that was airing as I was growing up not that it is star uh, trek so like your perception it was of the, stargate was like oh that's it was the prominent on... high sci-fi it was the prominent high sci-fi that like my eight-year-old brain was not ready for yeah well <laughs> stargate the show is very very different from stargate the movie yeah but i know my exposure was to the show and yeah it is well, kind of like watching uh Star Trek Next Generation and then watching like one of the movies that came out for Star Trek Next yep. Generation and you're like this is different. Oh yeah. Nemesis <laughs> Nemesis was cool. <laughs> I loved Nemesis. Tom Hardy? Oh yeah. Tom Hardy? That, that is actually a deep cut. Yeah, Young Tom twink Hardy. Tom Hardy. Mm -hmm. Before he decided to become uh, a fucking grizzly bear. <laughs> He's um, like, people need to take me seriously. I'm gonna so, put on like 80 pounds of muscle. Uh, I liked, I liked both of them a lot. A lot. I want to huh? watch. I want to watch more John Carpenter. Oh, we're oh, we're not stopping. We're not stopping. Uh, no, I already no. said last week. So docket for next week is at least the thing and uh, I big trouble in Little China. Okay, so big trouble in Little China. I'm excited. I've heard good things. Um, I also went to watch. Uh, is it It Lives? They, they live. live. Yeah. They, they Live? They they Live is one of my favorites. They Live. Definitely, one of, definitely one of the most quotable John Carpenter That movies. That's one I've been asked if I've watched it. So I, I talked to some of the guys at work about, about the podcast and what movies I'm watching. One of the guys has seen like all John Carpenter movies. And that those were the two. He, he said, They Live... And which he, he was like telling, so he, he plays in like a, a stoner rock band or something. Um, and he has like one of his friends from the band has apparently a they live leg sleeve. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so that one and and Big Trouble in Little China, he, he, he recommended to watch. Yeah, I mean, so. both of those are very John Carpenter. Um, I think the thing is like, the thing is a horror movie that I think stands up. Timeless. Should we yeah. should we just do all three? Can we just do all three? Yeah, let's do Triple three. feature? Triple, Triple feature. feature. Let's do oh, it. This is I mean, th this would probably be my top three as, drunk card. As the guy right with the most time on his hand, I'm always uh 
a little trepidatious, you might say, to give you guys more homework than I feel like you're comfortable with. But yeah. now knowing that Scott can watch 19 Fast and the Furious movies in one oh, weekend. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. That, that was that was <laughs> over the span of a weekend where I didn't have anything going on, whereas this coming weekend I have a lot going on. But during the week, uh, with, with work, I can usually put on these movies and like when we're slow at work, pay attention and watch them. All right, then we're absolutely doing the thing. They live in big trouble in Little China. And now we're doing we're doing the thing from 1982. Yeah, not the remake. Got it. We're not doing uh, yeah, the remake. No, I, I, figured, I figured I figured the classic. That's that's what I figured. The thing. I don't, they live. That was like a goofy, like what late two thousands thing where they were like, "Oh, let's remake certain movies." Like, what Evil Dead, uh, um, The Thing are the, the two that come to mind for me. The Thing is supposed to be the twenty fourteen film. Is supposed to be what happens at the Norwegian base. Wait, is this Kurt Russell again? Yes. Oh yeah. So the thing, uh, oh, the yeah. thing, and Big Trouble in Little China. Trouble. After, are after watching Kurt Russell as Snake Plissken, I want to see more Kurt Russell as well. Oh, dude, uh, I think the week after this upcoming week, I think I'm gonna say Stargate and Tombstone because I fucking <laughs> love those movies, and it's like prime Kurt Russell. All of these movies are prime Kurt Russell. Mm -hmm. I like it. This, um, uh, McCready and, uh, shoot, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, God. No one okay. Knows. It doesn't look like the thing Jack is streaming. It doesn't look like the thing is streaming for free on any service. So oh, no, I, it sure I'll, isn't. I'll have to rent it, which I'm fine with. I'll do it. Yeah, me too. Um, if I, if I can, if I can rent the Fast and the Furious 6, I can rent. Thing. <laughs> Plus, rentals are so cheap on like anything that isn't like a new movie. Like, I think yeah. I had to rent uh, Escape from LA, and it was like three fifty. I was like, "Damn, that's nothing." I mean, that's yeah. less. That's literally less than a cup of coffee now. Yeah, they they live is also not streaming on anything except for stars. So unless you have stars. You're gonna have to rent it, dude. It's always like Stars or freaking HBO has the ones that you're wanting to watch, and it's like, why do these fuckers do this to me? Yeah. Why do these fuckers do this to me? Um, and then Big Trouble in Little China is on Paramount Plus, which unfortunately I don't have. <gasps> I've got that one. Wait, you have Paramount Plus? Well, I mean, don't tell anyone, but we're. We have someone else's. <laughs> oh, nice. Don't, don't rat, but we're on Zach and Alexa's. <laughs> oh shit! Nice. <laughs> well, Shelby is, I guess. I'm. I'm probably not considered in that. Uh, I was gonna say, wait, way to go, Shelby, social butterfly. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure they just lent it out to like, because I'm pretty sure my boss at work also mooches off of their Power Round Plus. What the fuck? I'm pretty sure it was offered to me too, but I didn't. I, I I haven't had anything I wanted to watch on there really, so I did not take advantage. I did make uh, a new tier for all of those interested on our um, Patreon. Uh, so as you know, uh, we have one membership, 
It's called a real one. It's $5 a month. Uh, I call it the ramen frontier. I made a new one. I was joking with myself. It's uh, $100 a month. <laughs> it's titled Feet Picks. This is a meme. Don't do it. <laughs> do it. I said, if you get this chair, I'll go on a Google image search and send you one image of feet per month. <laughs> <laughs> this is a meme. Sure Realistically, if you got this chair, we'd use the money to pay for subscriptions to the different streaming services. But honestly, uh, if if anyone did subscribe to our Patreon, I think that's all we would use the money for anyway, is like subscribing to these stupid fucking subscriptions so we can actually like... I don't know, not have to like dig through the fucking gutters to find places to watch these. Gonna be a swap meet of streaming services. Yeah. And then uh, in the future, uh, feel free to watch us on our uh, uh, game on our Twitch channel, <laughs> Bad Pipes Gaming. <laughs> or, or YouTube, depending on who's uh, better. <laughs> currently i guess why why don't why don't you create a bad pipes youtube channel you can stream on there and then i'll stream bad pipes gaming on twitch double that's how we get double the viewers double the viewers that's a double bubble then they gotta watch how i do stupid shit when i'm like controlling characters in game and then if they watch you they they just watch a guy who's never played a video game before in his life never ever Speaking of, when are we going to play Baldur's Gate, dude? Soon. When are we going to play Baldur's Gate? Soon. All right. Um, then, uh, realistically. Uh, oh, oh. Final note for the podcast. I turned 30 in two days. So uh, I'm going to be over the hill. My hair is going to fall out. Um, and the podcast ends in two days. My eyes are going to go bad. Just kidding. My yeah. eyes went bad when I was like seven years old um what else uh more back pain probably that's what i'm looking forward to for Fair. for 30. <laughs> nice welcome it's to the club welcome to the club yep 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 did yeah yeah I don't even know what 30 smells like. I I also I also just want to say before we end the stream. Yes. How much it threw me off when I had been watching Peacock through my smart TV for the longest time. Then I, I for some reason I was on the PS5 and I was like, oh, I'm gonna stream from Peacock. And I went on there and it, it normally when I do my TV, it just like keeps me on my account or like my profile. So logging on there, I had to like choose my profile. It, I literally had a crisis when I was looking at the profiles and, and after again, we're fucking, I don't know, like four or five movies deep on the fast and the furious. And there's just a new profile created on my account. That's family with Vin Diesel's picture <laughs> that <laughs> I, I literally Casey was in the other room and I waited for her to come in. I go, did you do this? She's like, what? I was like, are you fucking with it? Like, you made this. Like, you made this profile. This is hilarious. She goes, I didn't fucking do that. You you just did that now. And I go, no, I didn't. You did this. And we were accusing each other of doing this for the longest time until I, I thought about it. And I go, I fucking gave Andrew my, my account to create a profile. And and I, I do remember, like, texting you and you were just like, I love creating profiles. 
And I was like, you know what? That fucking makes sense. I'm a very it's, happy profile it's creator. It's funny that, because, like, how many weeks ago did we first do the Twisted Metal stuff? Because that's, like, when I yeah. would have made that. No, yeah, that, it, it, it was, was like it was weeks the, ago. The profile pictures, right? And I, yeah. I find one of just Vin Diesel, and I'm like, <laughs> family. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like, it, what a fucking coincidence. Because like, if, like first of all, the fact that I never have to like choose a profile when I'm just like on the the the, the TV, and just like out of out of like pure coincidence, watching it on the PS5, and I just like see that, and I'm like, I, I literally. I shit you not, I was on my phone looking up. I was like, is there an Easter egg where if you watch enough Fast and the Furious movies on fucking Peacock that it like creates a profile <laughs> called family into your in your account? I was like, this is some fucking Easter egg that they have? <laughs> I was so paranoid that I was just like, ah, it's fucking Andrew. Me a month ago trolling you. <laughs> yeah. You so yeah, you you just you happen to to pull one over on me without even trying. You should be proud. Yeah, little moments like that make me think God exists. <laughs> really? Yeah that yeah. that was that was too much coincidence to, yeah. to not be planned by and someone. I think, he's, I think he's a funny little bugger, and he goes, "Oh, this will really fucking get him." Yeah. Yeah. Yahweh. Uh, God. Yeah. God is bald, and his name's Vin Diesel. <laughs> Truly. Oh <laughs> uh, no 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 no! Say it with your chest. <laughs> I'm not I'm not religious, but I know sacrilege when I hear it. Made it to this part. Um hey, the speakeasy. Uh music as always is by Casey uh Carl Casey. What the White fuck? Bat Thanks, Rock. Carl. How would, uh, don't ever botch up his name again. I never will. Carl man Casey that I truly do not know what he looks like. It'd be cool yeah. to see him live someday if he Dude. does that. Get him on the podcast. You know what right else now? would be cool to see live? A show that's just aggressive gym funk. Yeah. 